Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So before I ever, we call it, when I think I'm partnering with somebody, it's, it's actually marrying them. We're going to be together for a little while through this deal. And I've got some now folks in between me and that and that person and deal before I even get into that partnership. When I'm, we talked about before, my friend Billy Keels helps me look at people. He really is a really good read people's crap really well. So he, we, I've introduced him to somebody I was thinking about doing a deal with. Billy says, yeah, no, I don't think so. Like, cool. That's the other thing. When, so when you ask somebody to help you and you trust them, take their advice. I, and I've done that before too. Didn't take the advice of somebody and, they didn't ever say, I told you so, because they were good people, but I felt it. <laughs> this can't be it. There has to be more. Wait, am I crazy? No. If you're yearning for more and working hard to make your dreams a reality, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Dreamcatchers. It's the only show committed to helping you self-actualize and then transcend, leaving you with the legacy you've always desired. Listen in on conversations with successful philanthropists, entrepreneurs, and founders every week as we connect with them for inspiration, education, and direction. Your host, Jerome Myers, is here to help you exit the matrix and transform into a leader of your own revolution. The question is, do you believe your dreams should be real? Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Dreamcatchers podcast. I'm your host, Jerome, and you guys are in for a treat. I went to the Midwest and I found somebody who used to be on the West Coast to come in today who is on this amazing journey. And I don't think most people have heard about what she's doing. But when you hear, I think it's going to be something that's transformational for you. Felicia, how are you? Hey, Jerome, I'm doing okay. You know, I started, well, I actually didn't start out in the Midwest. I started in the South, then lived most of my life in the Midwest, then did all the West Coast. I actually went further than the West Coast, went to Hawaii, then came to the West Coast. Now I'm back where there's no ocean. So, yeah, I've gotten around a little bit around this country. Wait, so well, do you not need the ocean? I'm confused. because I, uh, I definitely need the ocean. So that <laughs> that's in my, unless... The, whatever the west half of the united states falls off and leaves oklahoma as a you know oceanfront property i gotta get back to the west this is just crazy every every time i talk to you i, I learn more about experience in life and so i'm really grateful to have you on the show today and you know money with mission is something that i got introduced through our good friend billy kills and i was like man so many docs because you are a md so many docs are out there thinking that they were going to have a tremendous impact feeling and then i talked to them and they're like the healthcare system is handcuffing them and they've got to find other ways to actually make the impact that they study all those years and they dreamed about as they were kids and i think you've created a situation where people can do that and get rewarded for it financially is that yeah. right 
That is right. And that was and it all came about because I was in the very same position that you just mentioned medical school, you know, you think you're going to be out there in the world doing great things and you, you are, but for me and for me, it just was not as fulfilling and I didn't get to practice the way I wanted to with spending the time with each person and building that relationship and understanding all the things going on so that you could really make a real impact in their life. It, it became passing out pills, almost doing a surgery, doing fixing a thing rather than helping somebody understand the thing and fix it themselves. So after 20 something years, and, and there's been a lot of different exits along the way, but ultimately now over almost 30 years, I'm almost all the way out of medicine with this idea, Money with Mission, where I am more fulfilled in helping physicians, particularly female physicians and surgeons, find ways to invest their money so that they can have an impact socially outside of their nine to five or seven to seven or seven to nine. We, we know it's not nine to five in medicine, but outside of that hamster wheel that we run where you can have an impact somewhere else and have the money that you put there come back to you with friends. So you have that passive income that gives you the other options that you can do other things, maybe spend more time with those patients that you want to. Whoa, whoa. you said the money that you send out comes back with friends. What does that mean? That means you put it out there. Your money It's basically your money working for you. Whether than rather than you running that hamster wheel doing one, seeing one more patient or ten more patients or five more surgeries, your money's out there working for you, making babies, making friends, so that when it comes back home, you have more of it rather than just what you have sitting in the bank or sitting wherever you have making its point whatever percent that it's making right now actually losing value because of inflation. So that's that's what I mean. Money come back with friends. There, there are so many people who talk about the fire movement and it's like, you know, I'm going to live a constrained life and I'm going to retire early and I'm going to live off of, I don't know, two or $3,000 a month or whatever small number it is. And I always cringe when I hear that because I don't think most college educated people want to actually live such a constricted life. And I think with the medical profession, especially for those who didn't have somebody to pay for them to go to school, that's not really realistic, right? They they need to earn. They're, they're going to have to in order to satisfy their obligations. And so for somebody who is like, well, I'm not looking to retire early, why would this be interesting for them? Well, number one, when you have no income coming in any other way than what you do on a daily basis, you're, you're handcuffed. You are handcuffed to that thing. When you have structured your financial situation so that you have money coming in from multiple places and that thing you're handcuffed to right now becomes untenable to you, or you want to do it in a different way and at least release one handcuff, you have the option to do so because you're not tied to that money from that thing. You've got it coming from other places for you. That makes sense. Yeah. So it sounds like choices, flexibility, options. I was like, everybody should have options in everything. And the more options you have, for me, the more options I've had, the less tied down I felt. If I can, you know, like you go in the grocery store and the only thing you can buy is apples, oranges, and lettuce, 
and only one brand, you get a little frustrated. You're like, I don't want this store. I want to go to the store that gives me 15 different kinds of lettuce that I can buy. Even if you only, even if you buy the same lettuce every time, you have the choice of what lettuce you want to buy. So that's what the options just make us feel freer. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I, I think that's the other place we'll go since you dropped the F word, right? Freedom. And freedom is something that so many people are scared of. They they avoid it like the plague. They want to be told what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And if they're not being told those things, then they don't know what to do. And so when people are busy doing all of the healing work or solving legal challenges or whatever other profession is usually highly compensated and takes up a bunch of time, they don't know what to actually look for when they're looking to actually place capital so that they can get their dollars out there and get them to come back with friends. And I think you can help them with that, right? Yeah. So first of all, you have one of the bigger challenges is realizing that what you're doing with your money may not be the best thing that you can do with your money. So lifting your head up, it's getting people to actually lift their head up enough to realize that there is something else that can be happening besides this 401k or stock trading, whatever you're doing with your money at this point, putting it in the bank, putting it under the mattress, whatever you're doing with it to realize that there's something else you can do. Once you make a decision that you want to be an investor, and if you want to be an investor outside of Wall Street, which is the gambling casino of the world that we don't always realize how much of a manipulated system that is. But if you decide you want to invest outside of Wall Street, now now what? How do I know what's good? How do I even start to find those kinds of things? So Money with Mission has a as a a product, has a hmm, what's the word I want to use? A something that helps with that. We can we have our investor concierge, investor club, where you join that club and I spend the time vetting sponsors, networking, looking at deals, understanding that deal and bring it to you so that you can then look at that, understand it. We talk through the whole thing. You can make that decision if that investment is something that's for you. Does that fit into your portfolio? Does that help change the world in the way you want to change it? So that's how Money with Mission is working to solve that now what problem once you've decided that you want to be an investor. So the solution for the person who doesn't have time to vet deals is the Investor Concierge Program or Investor Club that you have with Money with Mission. That's how I see it. And that's how when you don't have time, when you're running your hamster wheel job, you don't have time to go out and network and meet these people and know who's who. Just think about it right now, what you do with your money. If you're investing in a 401k, you your money never comes to you, number one. It goes from your check and into that 401k. If you really, really think about that, you have no idea who is managing your money. You might as well put it in a suitcase hand it to somebody's hand that's coming around a corner and let them go off with it. And they're promising you they're going to make it well for you. They're going to make money for you. They're going to send your money back to you with friends. You have no idea who they are. In private investing, private equity investing, private debt investing, those kinds of things, you know, you need to know who you are giving your money to. And many of us in our overall professional lives, you've got your head down, you're doing your thing, you're making your money, you're making a difference in that place that you are, don't have time for that. So when you 
get to know me, you only get to know one person. Now I'm out finding those things, vetting those people, understanding who they are, what they do, what their track record is, all those things that you need to know, understanding that deal, understand those numbers, understanding how that may affect your portfolio, bring that back to you. It take it just cuts the time. It makes it so much easier for you to invest your money. It's kind of like cliff notes for like we used to use and we didn't, there wasn't cliff notes, but if you got the test from the year before, it really helped you study for the test that's coming up. It's just that same kind of thing, just getting in that network and understanding what's going on. And so I, I think that word is another important word, network. Yeah. Network. And if you don't have the time to go network, you need somebody who's networked to help you get access to the things because all our opportunities come through other people. hundred percent. All of them. And I think so many folks feel like, oh, I'm successful and I do the thing and I'm a big deal at the place that I work at, but what, who are you after that? And is that going to get you what you need? Right. And I, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, if somebody would have told me that there's a fundamental flaw with putting money in your 401k, I would argue with them. That would have been like saying the sky isn't blue, it's red. Yeah. But today, what I, I realize is cash flow now is way more valuable to me than cash flow at retirement. And that whole, the whole premise of that save money on taxes now, which is what your 401k does, let you put your money away tax deferred, not tax free, tax deferred, so that when you retire, you're going to live in a lower income tax bracket. So you'll pay less taxes. That's what you talked about earlier. Who wants to retire making less money? You want to retire making as much, paying as little in taxes as you can. And we're not talking about doing illegal things. We're talking about straight down the, it's not even black. It's not even in the gray area. Some of these things you're straight legal and how you can avoid some of the tax payments that you have to make as just a straight W2 employee. So I forgot where I was going with all that. Sorry. I get on my soapbox about taxes and it just drives me crazy, but. Well, I think you were going to the place of nobody wants to retire and live a smaller life than they did when they were working. 100%. And that, when I, when that, got in my head and I understood that that's what 401ks and that whole plan was about for me, that just drove me, that drives me crazy. There's no way I want to live less once I retire. I've had all these plans to go do all these things and like, wait, you mean I'll have less money? No, that's not going to work. So that's the, that's the, the plan behind the 401k for the employee, the plan around the 401k for Wall Street was a completely different plan. That's how lots of people get really, really rich working on Wall Street, not investing in Wall Street, but working on Wall Street. So that's a whole nother side of the story. Yeah, I think there's a book about the whole thing. And it's, yeah, maybe we can drop that in the show notes at some point. But so let's go to the dark side, because I don't think most people actually are picking up what you're putting down. And I think there's two things that we've talked about here that are a big deal. One is taxes. I think the other one is putting money in a place that you shouldn't, a place that's not vetted, and the risk associated with that. And I don't know which one is more interesting for you, but I, I'd love to use 
the remainder of our time in this episode to talk about these two things because what I struggle with most is seeing people who spent their entire life building up a nest egg and then they get this idea that they're going to go be an investor but they don't actually have the education to do what they are setting out to do and then they get education through putting their money in a bad deal and losing that money and erasing years and years and years of savings but then there's also this other thing where if you don't do things in a tax efficient way like you work do 100 percent of the work for half the money and i think both of those are the things that or have a bigger impact on the people's ability to build wealth yeah. than almost anything else. Yes. I, and this is a conversation I'm having with one of my sisters right now, who is a nurse, makes good money. And actually I had this conversation with all of my sisters because we just got money. My mom recently passed away. We sold her house. That money came to us and now it's taxable. It actually came to me because my name was on the deed. And now I have a tax problem. I just got over a hundred almost $200,000 tax-free money that the government's going to come after. That's not, that wasn't the plan. So there are, from education that I've gotten through networking, I've learned how to invest that money that will help prevent the complete loss of it to taxes. My sister in that conversation, we were just like, well, how does everybody save on their taxes? I don't want to pay more in taxes. And it really is an education. It's getting around people who can help you with that. A lot of the tax preparation places are just that. They prepare your tax form 1040, 1040 easy, whatever you're doing so that the government can keep your money. Basically, that's what's happening. Within a W-2 job and a W-2 income, the government gets their money first, and then you get what's left over. As a if you have a business, you get to keep your money. You get your money first, do what you need to do, and then you pay the government afterwards. And it's it, for me, it's much more efficient to do it that way personally. Now, people may be out there thinking, but but you shouldn't you pay taxes so that you can have an impact in the world? We do pay taxes, and I actually want to have the impact that I want to have in the world. So when I keep money, I can put it where I want it to go rather than have the government decide where my money is going to go. So that's very, very important to me. It's having that ability to make the decision of where my impact is going to be in the world. And as physicians, we are all, the majority of us, I'm going to say, are open-hearted and want to see good things happen to people in the world and to the planet and to it's an, it's not a selfish thing to keep your money and put it where you want it to go that is capitalism at its best and the way capitalism has been the word is tossed around in such a negative way these days but capitalism at its best is us working together to help each other be better and that's that's the whole thing to me about being able to keep your your own keep your money and direct it the way you want it to go so taxes, number one expense in our lifetimes, we most people don't spend any time trying to figure out how to make to pay less. If you have a, a just a tax preparer, they're not helping you with that. You need a tax and wealth strategist to help you figure out how to save on your taxes and investing in some kind of way will be a part of that, I promise you. Those are the big things. You you just really, really want to look at how much you're spending in taxes. If you looked at your W, if you think about your salary and then look at how much money you actually live on, it's not anywhere near what you think you're making. So that that was that realization to me was a very big frustration. Wait, but I make two hundred thousand a year and that's why I can't leave. 
Yeah. Look at that. Look at that bottom line number as to how much money you've actually brought home. And it may be under that six figures. It may be well under that six figures, depending on how you've marked all your deductions. I remember they, from my, one of my first accountants when I was a, as a physician told me, you need to take out, take the most deductions you can on that, whatever form you fill out at the beginning so that you don't have to pay at the end. And like, I had just started learning a little bit more about it. And I, that accountant, when he, when he said that to me, that was the last year he was my accountant. I'm like, no, we got to figure out how to keep more of our money. Keep, I have to figure out how to keep more of my money rather than paying it so they don't have to pay it at the end. There's, there's just so many ways to legally pay less in taxes. And they're not hard. That's the bottom line. It's not really hard. It's not simple, but it's not impossible to do. Well, it's really hard if you don't have the education to do yes, it and you aren't willing to invest in somebody who has the expertise to do it, right? It is, yeah. it's, it's a lot it's to re- think about, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think so many of us, when we it comes to money, we think that we don't want anybody to tell us what to do with our money. We don't want anybody to tell us how to do this or how to do that. Or we're not willing to pay people who are doing it to help us figure out how to make more. Yeah. I, I just don't understand yeah. how the two go together. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, I And physicians can be some of the cheapest people in the world when it comes to like you can get I can, you can get this tax advisor who may cost $10,000 a year, but they're going to save you $30,000. I'm not spending $10,000 for that. I can get that done for 500. Mm, you can get your taxes done for 500 maybe, but you're not going to save you any money. So that not wanting to spend the money is just so short-sighted, so short-sighted sometimes. Yeah. Where did that, I mean, I think that's prevalent. It's not just physicians, right? I spend a lot of time with engineers (laughs) and with investors too. Right. And so where where did that mindset come from? Because the people who I've seen grow the fastest and make the most money are continuously bringing in the people who have the expertise to help them go to the next level. So, but why why are people so uncomfortable making investments like that? I think that we look at everything as how much does it cost, not the value of it and not what does it bring to me. And so when you even go into the grocery store, you may not buy organic because it's more expensive and it looks just like the same. And maybe that maybe you can't find any proof this is organics better. I don't know. I personally think it is. And I think it's worth it for my health to eat organic food. But so the value to me is that it's going to make me less likely to get sick from a pesticide or whatever else is on that tomato from wherever it came from. That's the other thing I like to know where my food came from. That's just important. So it's it's cost rather, as opposed to value. I think that's the bottom line. If you're looking at how much something's going to cost you right now, as opposed to what it's going to bring you in the future, you will always choose the cheapest thing and probably a lot of times get less value in the future for it. So you are one who hasn't been afraid to invest in education outside of the traditional systems. I think you've done some stuff with the real estate guys. You are a member of the Powwow at the Mountaintop. So glad you decided to join us. And I, I know there's other stuff that you've done. Do you feel like, I think I know the answer to this. Hopefully I do. Do you feel like those investments have paid off or will pay off in the future? 100%. Whether 
whether I spent money on something and I didn't get what I wanted or I spent money on something and I got what I wanted, I learned something. Every single experience has helped me advance. Have I made bad investments? 100% I have. Where I'd lost my money, 100% I have. But I learned something from that. Even when I thought I was going to, you know, it felt like, oh my gosh, I'm losing so much. I'm losing so much. I'm losing so much. I'm going to, this is not going to, this is not survivable. And then you find out it is. You're like, oh, okay, that was bad. And it hurt, hurt for a long time. But what did I learn? What did I get out of that? That's how I, I look at all those fall downs, those knee scrapes, I call them still, the, the mistakes that I make are my learning experiences to get me to the next level, bottom line. So if I have to spend money, the, well, let's put it this way. When I don't spend money to help somebody help me is when I make the bigger mistakes. Now, have I spent money thinking somebody's going to help me that didn't really help me? I have done that too. But when I when I get to in my networks and people tell me and introduce me to people that can help me go further and they end up costing $25,000 or however much money it is like, is that worth it to me? Yeah, it is. It is because it will ultimately save me money because I won't make the stupid mistakes like I've made in the past and lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. So that's that learning from somebody else's mistakes so that it doesn't cost me as much. Does that make sense? So $25,000 here to keep me from losing $500,000 later, that seems like a no-brainer to me. A lot of people want to unlock their ultimate potential but lack the strategy, support, and stamina necessary to achieve their major goals. They often try to overcome these challenges by trying to do it on their own, causing frustration, fatigue, and eventually failure. We have developed a model for a center life, aka the red pill, to help them bolster their beliefs, gain clarity on their path to success, and provide accountability as they take action on their goals. When they take the red pill, they rapidly accelerate attainment of their goals and begin to experience a life of significance and impact. Want to find out more? Hop over to JeromeMyers.co. Now, let's get back to the episode. It seems like a no-brainer to me, but I, I know a bunch of people who want to invest hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars or take debt in the hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, and they don't actually have the expertise to actually evaluate the opportunity that's being presented to them. And because it's private placement, right, there is no security in exchange commission, like vetting whether or not the offering is real. Uh, yeah. It, it just seems crazy to me. And, you know, one of my favorite things to do when I'm on other people's podcasts, when we talk about this issue is Talk about the concept of me starting my MMA career and my first fight being with Conor McGregor. And I watched some videos. I listened to a few podcasts. I read a book or two. And I'm just going to jump in a ring with Conor. And Felicia, I want you to send me a wire for half a million dollars. I got the wire instructions at the ready. I'm going to send them to you. You send me that half a mil and i'm going to give you a 15 percent return after i beat connor now if if i lose to connor we lose everything but i'm going to win because i watched those videos and i read those books so i can send i, I can send them to you right now just let me know which email address you prefer to have them that's a very great example of that and if i don't know you 
I might very well. That sounds great, man. You t- you talk the talk. You have the language. You know exactly who Connor, whoever he is. I know nothing about MMA. I don't know anything about that. You get in a cage, you beat each other. The that's all I know. And I'm going to get 15 percent of whatever the total purse is. You've told me that. I'm sure. Yeah, let's do it. Now, that doesn't really make that much sense when you really think back on it. You really look at it, and if you look at it from a physician, if you look at it as how somebody would, how you would want a patient to come to you, you don't want them coming to you not having a clue about anything and you don't get to explain it to them and have all the explanations put out there. And or and most of the time people come to you because they've been referred by somebody. So there's a whole network of things that happen before they come to you. But you're going to send Jerome a half million dollars because he speaks the language about MMA and you have no idea what his background is. That's what we do with our 401k money. We do that very same thing, having no idea. So to me, the best way to know if Jerome knows anything is, Jerome, tell me who who else have you fought? You know, you ask some questions. And if you don't have time for that, you got to find somebody who does have time for that so that you can know, trust that person to be able to figure out, is this a real thing? So this is, that was a really good example. I don't even know anything about MMA, but Connor. I guess you're not going to, you didn't give me the email, so I, I guess... <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, that's not enough social impact for me, Jerome. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get you the money. Then you can go all make all the impact you want to make. You know, <laughs> don't let me jump off the deep end on this one. So, what what I would offer though is, if you don't have the time to actually get familiar with the thing that you're doing, the most risky thing you can do is send money to a place that isn't vetted. By somebody you trust. By it's somebody you. you trust. Not you. Yes. So let's go back because you 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 openly said, "Hey, I've made investments that didn't go the way I planned." Mm-hmm. And just to be frank, if you haven't ever made an investment that didn't go the way you planned, you haven't invested very much, right? You don't have experience because if you play the game enough, eventually you lose. I don't care what game you're playing. Exactly. So. What have you learned from that experience? What have you learned from this idea, concept, situation that you put money in, you expected an outcome, you didn't get the outcome? Was it just a fatal flaw that you missed or was it a lot more nuanced than that? It was it was nuanced and and fatal flaw. So for for the project that I'm there's a couple of different things. Once I well early on we lost a bunch of properties, the 2008 housing collapse situation. And that we learned was just poor capitalization. That was just my husband and I, poor capitalization. We didn't have enough money. We thought we knew what we were doing. Didn't know what we were doing. More recently, it's been a uh, not vetting partners well enough. That has been my bigger downfall. So that those mistakes have cost they haven't cost my investors at this point, but they cost, they, they're painful. It's really painful to realize that you've trusted people that were not people you should have trusted. And that experience to me has helped me figure out how do I avoid that? I put some, some really good buffers and cushions between me and who I'm going to partner with, or who I'm thinking about partnering with. So before I ever we call it when I think I'm partnering with somebody, it's it's actually marrying them. We're going to be together for a little while through this deal. And I've got some now folks in between me and that 
and that person and deal before I even get into that partnership. When I'm, we talked about before, my friend Billy Keels helps me look at people. He really is a really good read people's crap really well. So he, we, I've introduced him to somebody I was thinking about doing a deal with. Billy says, yeah, no, I don't think so. Like, cool. That's the other thing. When, so when you ask somebody to help you and you trust them, take their advice. I, and I've done that before too. Didn't take the advice of somebody and they didn't ever say, I told you so, cause they were good people, but I felt. <laughs> so you're, you're telling me that the people in the deal and then the way that you actually do the deal, or I'll say it differently. You think, you know, something that you don't know, both of those can bite you and bite you in a very meaningful way. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. What you don't know, you don't know is not good. And, and there, I think at the beginning of the movie, the big short, uh, Mark, they have a quote from Mark Twain. It's not what you know that gets you. It's what you think, you know, well, something along, it's not exact quote, but it's what you think, you know, that's more of a problem than what you don't know. So I think that's kind of how it went, but in, whatever it was, it was like quite the, it was a, it was um, a thing that's in me, even though I can't tell you the words, but what you don't know, you don't know can really, those are the blind spots and you need people in your life to help you see those blind spots and you need people that you can really trust. So find those people and have them there and talk through what you got going on, safe space so that you, you avoid as many mistakes and devastating problems as you can. I call it unconscious incompetence. Yes. Some people call it overconfident. And the people who are most at risk for this <laughs> are people who are highly successful, people who have made money in the past, and they believe that they can figure any and everything out. By right? themselves. By, By themselves. themselves, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because nobody could possibly know something that they haven't been exposed to. Look at the degrees on the wall. Look at the bank account, comparatively speaking, to their parents or to the peer group that they grew up with. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They're playing a different game than what they know they're playing, though. I mean, is that fair? Or? That's 100% fair. And that's where I think a lot of physicians lose because we, we are the smartest people in the room a lot of times. and often have that head that says, I have to be able to figure it out myself. And we talk about the type A's, the type, the A students, we are the A students. You didn't, you didn't talk to other people. You went to home, you studied your stuff, you figured it out, you took your test, you did that all by yourself. But when it comes to investing, when it comes to real life, school didn't get us ready for that. Real life is about working with people. Real life is understanding somebody else next to you. It's what we talked about. You don't really accomplish anything really, really great by yourself. You really don't. Even, even medical school, you didn't do that by yourself. You look at it and you look at all the people around you that helped you get that. Yeah, you, you got the grades, but there was support along the way. So when it comes to investing, it's not a, it's not a, a lone sport. You don't do that by yourself. You really need people beside you to help you, particularly when it comes to uh, private equity and private debt, even the I, stock market, as much as I don't want you to invest in the stock market, but okay. Yeah. You got to pull the wheel, baby, or the arms, <laughs> or you get the slots going in the, in the stock market. So what's really cool, it's a pattern that I recognize, is 
for the people who get the highest compensation that are like licensed or degreed, they went through a structured process to get the body of knowledge to make them competent in the space. And then you come out here into the most ambiguous space of entrepreneurship and private investment where there is no framework, there is no standard of things getting done and they think they're going to figure it out. Yeah. How do you navigate that? It's really challenging actually, because that's when I'm in becoming an entrepreneur and doing what I'm doing now with money with mission, it took me a while to figure out why am, why is this not coming easy to me? Why is this not just like medical school? Because just what you said, those are prescribed. Those are, you have steps to take and there's, you can't vary from it. Entrepreneurship is a completely, it's a wild, wild west out here. You can do whatever you want to do. And if it worked great, if it didn't, you know, get up and go again, but it's a completely different thing. And it's hard to, I mean, we don't, I don't think everybody, especially I didn't look at it that way before I started as, as an entrepreneur, I thought, you know, yeah, I'm good at this. I can be good at that but they're completely different things. So I think that's part, it's a, it's a whole, that's a mentality. It's a mindset of that, of people who have achieved a lot in that prescribed fashion. It looks like, well, I did it this way. So why can't I do it in those other things? It's, they're just completely different. It's a different book. That's the, that's the problem. It's a different game to play. And just like your board games, they all have different rules. So you have to know the rules of that new game to be able to do it. And just reading a book is not going to get you there. It is the experience of the thing that gets you there. So and much so, like surgery. You've said so many things that go with like if an investor who's never lost any money, hasn't invested enough. If you talk to a surgeon who's about to do surgery for you and they say they've never had a complication, you need a different surgeon because they've not operated enough and you don't want to be the first person to have that complication that they can't figure out what to do about. So you always want experienced people. And that the, if you're betting yourself, one of the most important questions is how are you messed up? How did you come out of it? And what did you learn from it? So those are, those are key when you're betting somebody. Wait, I don't want the person that's got a flawless and perfect track record. Just like, just like that surgeon, complications happen. Stuff just happens. And it might not have been because they did anything wrong, but you want somebody who knows how to fix a problem or knows how to navigate and is not going to just stand there like a deer in the headlights when that thing goes wrong. They need to move into action and be able to fix that for you. So yes, you want somebody who has experience in the good times and the bad times, fixed a problem lost a bunch, learned something, all those experience things that let you know that you've got somebody who can help you navigate some ugliness if it comes to it. Or even even if they can't fix the problem, they can explain to you what happened and all the things they did to try to help that thing get better if you've invested with them. Man, this is, this is so good. And I, yeah, I'll be honest, I wish I would, somebody would have had this conversation with me before I left corporate America because... I had to learn all these things on the backside of it. And I was the smart, successful person with all the licenses who and certifications who I was going to figure it out because all the information is free. Yeah. Yeah. It's all free. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just listen to the podcast in the end or I'll, I'll watch the video on YouTube. Let me type into my favorite search engine, the topic that I need to understand. So the, the university, 
<laughs> the matriculation so I could go from freshman to senior in a couple of weeks so yeah. that I'm ready to go ahead and do my thesis. And by the way, I might as well get my doctorate while I'm at it because I've compressed this timeline and I'm so good at this thing that other people should give me their money so that I can learn with their money uh-huh. or not. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. So let's let's. I, I think people kind of get the point. Like, you're only as good as the guy that's with you on the journey. Yeah. And you can continue to do what you've been shepherded into doing, which is placing money in a 401k, but there's a better way. And so what should people do if they want to find out more about money with mission or investor concierge? How do you have anything for? Is there any place they should go? Absolutely. So go to the website and go there, moneywithmission.com. You can download my ebook, Legacy at moneywithmission.com. That's a book called How to Create Wealth That Outlives You. Step by step instructions get lets you get to know me and my journey a little bit more. If you want to just, if you go to moneywithmission.com and you want to just like skip all that stuff and talk to me, schedule a wealth building strategy call, and we can talk through what your goals are and how you can, how I may be able to help you get where you're trying to go. And if I can't help you, I know a lot of people that can. So either way, I would love to talk to you, moneywithmission.com, go to um, wealth building strategy, schedule a call, let's get on the phone and have a talk. You know, I, I think that's so generous of you to offer your time to people without forcing them to read the book. And that download is free, right? So the ebook is a free. They can get to know you and then they can go fact check you before they jump on the phone with you. And I think people underestimate how valuable that is. The ability to get to know a person and watch them instead of coming to a call and making a snap judgment on whether they're the person for you or not is so valuable because it creates an opportunity for you to be deliberate in the process. Now there's some people out there who's like, well, I don't have time for that. Well, if you go out and you lose 30, 50 or a hundred thousand dollars, you will feel like that time was well spent as you were getting to know people who could potentially help you on this journey of creating options outside of going to the place that you go to earn your money today. And I'll, you one way or another i'm sorry jerome it's going to cost you one way or another whether you spend your time or you spend your money either way and you decide which one is worth it to you that that's the bottom line on that it's going to cost it, it, it is going to cost you something if it's worth having right and this goes back to the value conversation well, I, i'll give you a dollar all day every day if you're going to give me three back i'll, I'll keep doing that over and over and over again so how can we get to a place of value where the trade is is worth it? Yeah. You know, I, I still remember sitting in the cabin and listening to you talk about your investors, your partners, and how concerned you were about putting them in a deal that wasn't going to produce the outcome that you told them it would produce before they put their money into the deal. Mm-hmm. And I, it was such a genuine concern. It was almost as if you were talking about a relative or even a patient that you've been providing long-term care to. And so 
for me that that's a great indicator that somebody is trustworthy and astute when they actually care because you know in silicon valley you were out on the west coast i mean it's all fun money right if the company goes to zero shrug your shoulders move on we one in ten of these things work but you're you're being more prescriptive where where did that come from you know i think I know that when somebody, if somebody gives me something, particularly money that I know they worked hard for, they're trusting me to do what I've said is going to happen, whether they, and and they understand the risk, all those things I know they understand. But for me, it's like, you gave me your baby, you gave me your stuff and you wanted me to take care of it. And this is not going the way we thought it was going to go. And that's, that's that's just really really hard, and I do everything I can to get that fixed. And for me, it's a caring about the people that trusted me with their stuff. It's that that trust is something that I never ever want to break once it's been given to me. All right, so moneywithmission.com is the place to go to get the book, schedule a call. And find out more about how you can actually get access to some things that aren't on Wall Street. Yeah, that is the way to go. Felicia, you are a dream catcher. I I smile every time I see a message or see your phone number pop up because I, I think there's so many people out there who they're scared. They they like, oh, I got the high income earning job. Why would I need to do anything other than whatever I was told I needed to do when I was 18 or 12 when I decided I wanted to be a physician or I wanted to be an attorney and now I've done that and or they feel like they can't want to do other stuff because everybody around them is looking at them and saying you have an amazing life you're living the dream how could you complain about anything that's going on in your world or how could you want something else and you didn't let that hold you hostage. You you stepped into that and you lived out your dreams. And not only that, but you're you're doing level six of the red pill, which is becoming significant by helping other people figure out how they can actually make an impact. And this whole concept of doing good while doing well, doing good in the community with social impact investing and doing well by making money by doing it. I think has probably been a novel concept, but it's becoming more and more prevalent, especially with courageous women like you who are leading that charge. And so I just want to tell you, thank you for being so generous with your time and committing your life to such a powerful mission. Thank you. Thank you very much. It is to do anything different. Just what you're talking about, how we, you you have this, thing. Your dream was to be a doctor. My dream was to be a doctor. I did that. And that dream shortly after that became something else. And that was scary. It was really scary. I just spent all this time. This is what I thought I was supposed to do. But the courage comes when you decide that that fear can't keep you there. And it became almost painful to continue doing medicine and not reaching out to the next thing. So it it, it, it is, it's hard. It's a very difficult thing to do. And it does take courage. But like Grant Cardone said, if you don't have fear, you don't need courage. So if it's, if you're out there and you're afraid to do something, but you know, it's a, what you're supposed to do, have courage and step out there and start doing it one step at a time. Wow. I can't think of a better way to end the episode. 
To the listeners, your dreams should be real. We'll talk soon. Thank you for joining the tribe today. We would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate, like, and share. Perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed. Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real.